Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I think you're an especially heavy-handed typist. It's not a nice thing to say. <laughs> I meant it as a neutral. It didn't feel like a neutral. I just think just sort of generally. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a heavy. Your presence is felt. And my senior year of college, I moved into a flat in Brooklyn. And the story goes that at one point, these these friends living beneath me made some comment about how heavy-footed I was. It's like, oh, shit, living beneath Sarah Barron's a real situation. <laughs> and it was like, it was that kind of thing where they didn't even need, like, they, it was just like, oh, yes, that's a thing about her. She walks in such a heavy-footed way. And whatever you're saying about my typing, I feel like it's the same. It's, it's my hands yes. going plonk, yeah. plonk, yeah. plonk, the way my feet do it as well. Why don't you welcome everybody along to Friday Sprinkles? Well, I really feel that that's sort of your... But maybe I just tell myself it's your thing because you've been doing it on radio for 25 years. No, 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 no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. Yeah? The doorbell's gone. You've opened the door. Look, it's everybody here for Friday Sprinkles. Is They're that like what, you, is that like what you think in your head when you do it? I'm, open it, I'm opening, You're opening the door. The door I'm opening the, the door, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Sprinkles. We received... 55 emails this week. Wow. I know. I have a list of of shout outs as well that I want to do at the end because there were just somewhere there was like an overlap of topics or or something maybe go oh, I'm going to read this one but that's that's how many there were to choose from for like essentially a list of 5. Always Friday sprinkles we're just getting through the weekend till the next episode. On this occasion we're getting through the weekend until Kendall's 40th. The first email Mm. is about this. Yes. And uh, we've had a few on the same theme. So this comes from Jimmy K. A.K.A. Fuck Fuck Donkey Gang. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Crutchcore, did anyone else notice Logan's casual reveal at Caroline's new fiancé, a.k.a. the seat sniffer, um, has been hanging around for 40 years. Is it too much of a coincidence that we are gearing up for Kendall's 40th birthday party? Am I wrong to think that succession would not go there with a he's not your daddy angle? Or would it be the perfect climax to Kendall's character journey to discover that he was never the rightful heir to the throne? Well, I have to say that when I read your email and and the others, I was just instantly thought, Oh, that would be a plot twist. But you do raise the question, is it a bit soap opery for this succession? Is, it's it's just it's one of them first of all, I think the 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 attention to detail. Yeah. It's just brilliant and I love fuck fuck donkey gang's attention to detail. It does feel 
crazy that they would choose, you know, the number 40 years for how long this guy's been, you know, sniffing around for. But at the same time, I can't picture succession going, he's not your real dad. It feels so unsuccession. So it's a bit Dallas, I'm, isn't it? Yes. So I'm just deeply, deeply conflicted. I don't have a I don't have an opinion. I think if they were to do that, they'd do it well. Yeah, of course. Just, let, let's just go let's just go with the hypothetical. Let's go go with the what if. How would Logan feel if it turned out Kendall was not blood pure to use the uh what do they call it in Harry Potter? It was I've a half never... blood. So the idea that this fuck up, this screwy Kenny, isn't really his, would be some kind of relief to him in a way. But then also, it's just this is not. This means that that Caroline pulled one over on him somehow. Well, she wouldn't necessarily know. I mean, she might have a suspicion. People don't always know, do they? Well, she knows that she was taking another dick at the same time that she was with Logan. Yeah, but she wouldn't necessarily know who's splooge. Made the, baby the, the Kenny. P- the point is, is, is it splooge or spooge? Spooge. Sorry. S P O O J. The J is interesting. I would have gone with the D G E at the end. The reason I know it's spooge, S P O O J, is that it's the the title of some section of the play, Angels in America. The HBO version a while ago starred Justin Kirk, who is now in the role of Mencken. The point is, is that that it's it's some. It's it's a betrayal. It's something behind Logan's back that he has big wide back that he's not aware of. And that would be quite a problem for him. What do you think Kendall would think? Would it on some level be a relief or would it make him feel even more like an outsider? I'm just I'm, I'm, re- I'm really having a think about it. He would be as related to Roman and Shiv as Connor is. It's too it's just I don't think he can handle it. I think he's too broken of a person for anything to be anything other than bad news. Have you ever considered the possibility mm-hmm. that either you or your brother might be illegitimate. Yeah, a little bit, because my mom's a slut. Um, <laughs> because none of us look like each other in my family. Here's why I think there's no way either you or your brother is illegitimate. Why? Your mother would be incapable of keeping that secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. There's something I want to tell you. <laughs> in 1982... Your father and I were, you know, we, we, your, your father can be very difficult. It's been, it's very hard sometimes. I think we should move on to our next okay, email. Okay. We Thank gotta you. We got to rock and roll. Thank you to Fuck Truck Donkey Gang. Our next email is coming from Ellie, aka Soyboy. Dear Firecrotch and Normcore, as a raging lesbian shiv apologist, I simply must come to her defense, at least when it comes to the prison talk with Tom. My theory is that Shiv isn't just ignoring Tom's attempts to discuss his prison fears because she doesn't care about him or his possible incarceration. It's because she's terrified at the thought of it coming true. She knows deep down that if Tom does go to jail, she'll have no one in her corner. Tom is the only person she has who is loyal to her and supports her. I think Shiv is deeply attached to Tom but is unable to show any kind of vulnerability so she can't bear to entertain the idea of losing him. So instead, she pushes it and him away. Another related theory, Tom and Shiv break off from Logan and hire Lisa to try and save Tom's ass. Yes, Lisa brushed Shiv off before, but if she's pissed off enough at Kendall, might she go back on her word and remember their previous quote-unquote friendship? Am I saying all this because I'm more pathetic than Tom and can't see past my love for Shiv's strawberry blonde bob and power suits? Quite possibly, but I'll let you be the judge. 
Warmest regards, Ellie, a.k.a. Soy Boy. What are your thoughts, Jeff? Tom does make Shiv feel a certain way. That she needs. We've seen nothing that suggests Shiv is worrying about Tom going to prison. All we've seen is Shiv deal with Tom's worry. I agree. I really enjoy the scene, which is why I put it in. But I, I do think, to very directly answer Soyboy's question, I think she is blinded by her attraction to her. You Soy think Boy. you think she's construct? She's construct, basically. I'm telling Soyboy that she's construct. As we saw in the season finale of season two, where she says to Logan, like, please just not, just not um, Tom. So we do see that there that she does love him, but you're right. I don't think it's like oh she can't handle the idea. I I think it's just her narcissism, her inability to let something not be about her is really what's at work. That being said, the related theory that we are watching Shiv just just take it on the chin from her dad and this idea now that Lisa is sort of a free agent that theory I think is quite good I, what I can't see in this is Lisa thinking yeah after what I've just yeah, been through right, I'll reopen right. the whole Kendall right. file it doesn't feel authentic to Lisa that she would go let me get back in bed with this family thank you soy boy the next one comes from H so uh mysterious well you don't think it's the h from the show line of duty oh that's funny h will henceforth be referred to as the brexit pervert fnn is the bathroom roman's safe space Mm. early in the first season we are shown roman defending his porcelain throne room against the presence of his then girlfriend there are five bathrooms in this place and you're here why are you here like right now i have to fart and i'm not do you, do you need some help with that line reading? Do you think I need some help sure, with that? Sure, let me, let me help you with it. <laughs> so it's, there are five bathrooms in this place and you're here. Why are you here? Like right now, I have to fart and I'm not. I'm not saying that was good, but it was comprehensible. And mine wasn't. Yours was incomprehensible. Because in my head, I just did exactly what you did. Get back in touch with us listeners and let us know if I'm being difficult. Let's continue with this email. He retreats to the closest loo to watch his ill-fated rocket launch during Shiv's wedding. He even conducts business from El Bagno. Is that El right? Bagno. El Bagno. No, during... I think that was making it Italian. Ah. Uh, during the... I never know if it's Argestes or Argestes. Yeah. It's the Davos thing, the, the corporate retreat, where he pitches that wealthy Azerbaijani about investing in Waystar. He jerks it inside of a bathroom while Jerry plays Mean Mommy on the other side of the door. And where does Roman scamper off to after Shiv's biting remark about his impotence? That's right, the motherfucking toilet room. In this week's episode, we're back in the bathroom with Roman. We watch him lube up his forearms and make extended eye contact with, and there are some heart emoji deployed here, Justin Kirk, while exchanging thinly veiled fascist ideas. If there was one common thread holding together the pieces of Roman's fractured life, It's the bathroom, the venue for his triumphs and failures, pleasure and pain, a solitary oasis and a sad social club. It's true. It's really smart, isn't it? I think he is television's most prolific bathroom dweller. Yeah. Since the Fonz. The Fonz. He'd always always... get those young men to go into the bathroom with him in uh, in the diner. (laughs) Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. That that like wood paneled diner. Yes, Remember yeah. how strange. Owls. 
Actually, it wasn't Al's. called Al's, but Al was the chef. Oh, yeah, yeah, the chef. <laughs> With his three-star Michelin dishes. I, I think you are somebody who enjoys the solace of the bathroom. So as a kid, I would know I needed to shit. I would go into the bathroom for an hour and talk to imaginary friends. And it was the only time that my imaginary friends would ever visit me. The sort of scenario in my head was that there was sort of like a very benevolent orphanage. So it wasn't like, you know, Annie. Less sort of raggedy trousered and dirty Yeah, no, 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 it wasn't that at all. So there were four orphans and they were all archetypes. So actually it was sort of Sex in the City-ish, pre-Sex in the City. So there was like Jenny, who was the all-around girl, the Carrie. There was, um, Kelly was like a tomboy. Nancy was the most grown up. And there was a Rebecca. Was she the slut? Yeah, she was real fucking slutty. <laughs> and um, they would like come to me for advice about things. And I was interestingly very comfortable with my brother being in the room when I did that, but not my parents. Hey, guess what? My brother and my sister-in-law are listening to this podcast. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. So it came up in conversation with him the other day. I said, hey, have you and Sarah, his wife is named Sarah, have you been watching Succession? And he goes, yes, and we're, we're, we're also listening to a certain Firecrotch and Normcore podcast. Mm. Brexit pervert continues. A brief thought on Roman and Menken. There was a definite palpable sexual tension. Remember in season two, episode seven, Jerry ran a background check on Roman and found a face tattoo situation. Uh- yeah, that was a lovely callback. And, and hand jobs from his personal trainer, both of which he denied. And we now know that the face tattoo situation was a real thing. So, like, maybe the other thing is too. Mm. My point being that Roman may not be entirely unfamiliar with the loving touch of another man. Puppet master out. I have to say that that rings true to me. Roman seems like he would be a sexual libertine. He doesn't seem like he would have (laughs) hang-ups about whether it's a guy or a girl or... No, I thought, I just, I loved that Brexit pervert remembered the tattoo situation and hand jobs from season two. <clears throat> this next one is from Petros, a.k.a. The Seat Sniffer. Hi, guys. One of your listeners, Fucky Go Bye Bye, mentioned the name of Roman, and then you guys talked about Kendall and how they are old and new money names. I think these are references to children in big media dynasty families. Roman could easily be a reference to Roman Coppola, son of the director Francis Ford Coppola, which would also allude to the parallels between Succession and The Godfather, whereas Kendall is a reference to the Kardashians, a new money family who aren't afraid to use scandal and faux wokeism to brighten their star. See the Pepsi Will Solve Racial Tensions ad that Kendall Jenner slash Kardashian starred in. It was very similar to Kendall's tone-deaf co-opting of issues to win favor with people. It might be a reach, but I like the idea that all these significant media families are getting referenced in this show. All the best, Petros, a.k.a. The Seat Sniffer. I love it! We've had lots of people come at us saying that Kendall is a clear reference to Kendall from Barbie. Yes, yes, and I, I... I think that's that's a smart way to think about it. And I think this is a smarter way to think about it. I can see Seat Sniffer's theory having a bit more of a ring of truth to it than Kendall, which doesn't quite feel right to me because Ken from Barbie is more of a a, a hunk, a himbo. No, but, but people are making points about like, so have you ever seen the genitals on a Ken doll? They're very similar to my own. Don't say that about my husband. <laughs> it reflects poorly on me. You're not like um, a eunuch. I've got a slight eunuch-like quality to me. 
No, I don't think so. But anyway, you were saying about Kendall. Anyway, the point is he's like genitalless. There's just like a, you know, so it's something about like um, plastic, nothing inside. And I get it. I get that. I think it's smart. I just don't think it's quite. There's a pretty boy quality to a Ken doll. And it's sort of not actually what's going on with Ken Yes, doll. yes. I think that's what I was trying to articulate. This is from Yael. A.K.A. A Russian Berlusconi Brazilian fuckpile. Good day, FNN. Good day. Read your discussion of the name Kendall. Also, my cousin's name, by the way. No offense is taken. Because I was talking about how Kendall's a bad name. And listen, Yael, Russian Berlusconi Brazilian fuckpile. I'm thrilled you're here. I love that you're listening. But your aunt or uncle and I have very different taste in names. Your discussion of the name Kendall is an old Welsh name, meaning exalted, high image or effigy. Perhaps the name represents the fact that Kendall is originally the one chosen to lead Waystar Royko to replace his father. It is imagined he is the one who is most like Logan. Gregory is watchful or alert. And Nicholas Brown plays that to the hilt like a hunted rabbit. Yes. Now you're getting into it, Jeff. Marsha means warlike. And, perhaps most notably, Tom Wamsgans. He has to have been named for a baseballer who pulled off the only unassisted triple play in World Series history. Could this be a foreshadowing? Will he pull one out of the bag and take everyone down? And let me quickly say, I then tried to be like, wait, 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 you're telling me there's a baseball player named Tom Wamsgans. So I did all this Googling, by which I mean a little bit of Googling, and I could not find anything about a Tom Wamsgans that wasn't from Succession. But I don't know. I feel like Russian Berlusconi Brazilian fuckpile seems like an educated person who knows what she's talking about. So I'm just taking it at face value that she's not making this up. Anyway, thanks for tickling my linguistic taste buds. And adding to the layers of meaning in the show. And Firecrotch. Hello. Love your Tupperware container with a hunk of parmesan. Thank you. Some of us do eat parmesan in this fashion, Mr. Core, and we love it. I think Stewie would indulge. Love from down under. Yael, a.k.a. a Russian Berlusconi Brazilian footpile. So... What do you think of this one, Mr. Mister Picky Picky? I'm, I'm pleased you've got a soul sister. I don't think Stewie would eat no, parmesan I, in that way. I actually don't think she would either. But but can you compliment her instead of criticise her? Because there's a lot of good stuff in there. That was a fantastic email. Great. That's what I want to see the rest of you doing. That's okay, okay. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Next. This is from Matt a.k.a. The Close Proximity Bang, Zadie Smith and fucking Chuck D and Lucas Matson? Question mark, question mark, question mark. What are we to expect from Lucas? So just to anyone for whom this isn't completely clear, Zadie Smith and Chuck D are real people, but Lucas Matson is not. And we mention them because it's it's Kendall when he goes back to the command pod and he's telling the bros who he wants on the guest list at his birthday party. Exactly. Those are the three names. Yes. What are we to expect from Lucas? Having waited to episode seven for Alexander Skarsgård to make an appearance, I have high hopes. And that tantalizing little intro raises them further. So who do we think Lucas Matson is then? Do we think that he is a celebrity? To go on the end of a list that has Zadie Smith and fucking Chuck D on it sounds to me like maybe he is like some hotshot Swedish music producer. Yeah. Or he's the guy who invented the succession world equivalent of Spotify. Daniel what Ek. job? What job is he there to do in terms of the plot? That's what's so exciting to think about. If he is, and and I realise I might just be, this might just be air. I might just be wasting everyone's time here. But if he is like a Daniel Ek, the guy who started Spotify, then he's one of the richest guys in the world. Uh huh. Somebody like that and Kendall <clears throat> becoming more involved feels like it could be significant. Oh, like if he suddenly had a relationship with someone who could really... Who's worth more money than Logan is. Yeah. That's interesting. Jeff, that's good. You are always, always, always fighting to outdo the moment when you predicted the end of season one. I know. And I never will. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Alexander Skarsgård. I love his dad. Stellan. Not just because of Mamma Mia. I've got a friend who's in a Facebook group, the aim of which is to take photographs of Stellan Skarsgård carrying a co-op bag around Stockholm. (laughs) I really like that. Is that where he lives, in Stockholm? Yeah, but there are certain rules that you can't just wait outside a co-op until he comes out. It has to be spontaneous. That's very funny. Is (laughs) Is one of them married to Maggie Gyllenhaal? Did I make that up? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't like Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's an instinct based on some evidence that I had as a waiter in the mid-90s. She speaks to waiters like they're not people. That's all you need to know about her. Could it be put down to a bad day? Do you think anybody who has ever served you in a restaurant might have a less than glowing opinion of you? Yeah, but I actually don't like what you're just implying because you're implying that I'm sort of difficult in a restaurant and I'm not. This next one comes from Benign Fungus. Who, of course, we've heard from before. Who says, I am here for the thick of it Easter egg that was the mention of Peter Munian. Now, fuck off, love benign fungus. So I don't know how much shit I'm going to get for this, but I have never seen the thick of it. You and I together have watched all of the thick of it. Was I pregnant? Possibly. Yeah, I don't remember some stuff that happened then. Or did I have a newborn? Maybe. Yeah, I I don't remember watching the thick of it. And our friend Chris is in it. I remember watching 
In the Loop. Which is a, a film, it's not quite a film of the thick of it because they changed some of the characters, but it's in, it's in that world. And with a lot of the key players yes. from the thick of it. So I remember watching that in bed with an ex-boyfriend of mine. Sarah. Sorry. We weren't like fucking and watching. We were like cuddled up in bed together watching. The cuddling makes it worse. Oh, honey, that's so sweet. You never cuddled me. I do I do cuddle you. You get as far away from me on the sofa as you can possibly manage with like one toe touching me. Well, that's because we have a nice big sofa. What, and you were in this tiny bed? It was when I was fucking for approval. So there were all these other things going on about my neediness. Whereas now our love is true and that's why I can just touch feet with you instead of full body to body contact. It wasn't anyone I particularly liked, you know that. It makes it worse. Go on, anyway. Okay, so the point the point is, is like, I'm there with this other person watching this film, and I, rem- I specifically remember clocking Chris Addison's performance. And in 2013, Chris Addison was at my wedding. Isn't that funny? Fucked you for your money. Fucked you for your celebrity connections. <laughs> Maybe I am just with you for your celebrity connections. I just think if you had that too, you would have picked somebody with better celebrity connections. Yeah, that might be true. But I don't think I'm pretty enough to have gotten somebody better. Be- before we move on to the next one as well, in the thick of it, as I'm sure Benign Fungus knows, um, it's Peter Mannion. Yes, but everyone was saying that these two names are so close yeah. that it has to be, it's it's some kind of... Because Tony Roche, Georgia Pritchett and Jesse Armstrong all worked on the thick of it and possibly more of them. So is it like a little in-joke for them? Did they make themselves yes. laugh and they thought, oh, this will give something to the to the Uber so fans who know the connection? Who was Peter Mannion? What was his... Peter Mannion. I always felt like he was the thick of it world equivalent of a conservative politician called Kenneth Clark, who is a very moderate conservative, who is dragged into a modern Tory party that he thinks is ridiculous. And you just see him, you just see his soul slowly eaten away by the whole process of, of dealing with the modern spin doctor world. Finally, are you ready? Ready. For our last one. This is from Pete, aka Dildo Dipped in Beard Trimmings. <laughs> Dear Firecrutch and Normie, no central character is going to go to jail. I predict instead, number one, one of our supporting casts gets upset at being frozen out. Jerry, Frank, Hugo, Carl, and leaks some damaging intel. Upside of this is Tom avoids prison without being chopped from the plot line. Number two, Shiv gets fed up being sidelined and listening to her husband's increasing self-emasculation. She dribbles some info out to a political contact. The ship gets properly rocked. Logan calls Kendall back in to help form an alliance against an attack that threatens their golden goose. And our characters are pulled back into a single story arc once more. Loving your work, Pete, a.k.a. Dildo Dipped in Beard Trimmings. Now, why I really like this, excuse me, I have the hiccups, is I agree, and I, I need to be honest and say, Pete's email, watch, I'll criticize him, watch this. It was it was brilliant, but it was too long, so I had to cut some stuff out of it. So he went on at length about why it just isn't going to work for the plot for Tom to be in prison. And it really can, it's like being in a prison as a location for this show just doesn't feel right. But not having Tom as a central focus also doesn't feel right. You don't think they could do it like they did with George Senior in Arrested Development? No touching. (laughs) God, I forgot about that. (laughs) 
What about these points that DDIBT makes? Yeah, what, what, what we seem to be getting both from ourselves and our listeners is that Shiv is being pushed to a brink. Shiv is going to do something. We just don't know what that thing is yet. And we don't know how high on her personal list of things keeping her husband out of prison is. Can I do my quick shout outs? Yes. So basically, as I said, we were just inundated with so much brilliance this weekend. So I just wanted to say some shout outs to a few people. So there was one woman who was like, I'm on such a strict work deadline and I fucking can't deal with it anymore. So I just want to thank you for being there for me when I procrastinated. And I just wanted to say to her that she's welcome. We heard from a veterinarian who has saved a rabbit who was given a bagel. Wow. I know. Then we heard from a couple of people when we were talking about Jess a couple of weeks ago. Was that last week? Mm-hmm. And we, um, so a couple of people who have worked for very, very, very wealthy people have written in with the following anecdotes. Once she, this is someone talking about their friend who's a personal assistant. Once she was with them in the Bahamas. The kid, age six-ish, wakes up one morning and demands a hamster. There are no hamsters in the Bahamas. So a PJ is dispatched to Miami to bring back a hamster. Uh. In my experience, this is from someone else, the super rich fall into two camps. A, those that want to spend upwards of 15,000 pounds on every single individual item of clothing just because they can and they want you to know it. And B, those who just like what they like, whether it's from BHS or Chanel. The latter seems more likable. I wonder if that's true. Lastly, and this was back to the Jerry Roman dynamic, which we moved on from, but I just wanted to acknowledge this one line. He wrote, as a straight white Christian male with hedonistic and Judas-like tendencies, interesting, I want to see some actual physical contact between these two, Roman and Jerry. Roman deserves a little sucky suck on his dicky dick. I find Jerry wildly erotic. She's the forbidden fruit in the Waystar Garden of Eden. Well, I think only to you because you're a repressed Christian. But anyway, thank you for writing in. I think Jerry's uh, Jerry's attractive. Yeah, I don't think she's forbidden fruit. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feel she's forbidden, it's because of some other stuff that might be going on. Which I don't want to get into momentarily. <laughs> All right. Listen, we've been inundated. But we, we want to be inund- we, we want this to continue. This shit coming and let me tell you this know that your stuff gets read no matter what absolutely thank you guys very much for listening i'm trying to commandeer the ship enjoy kendall's 40th birthday party oh my we god have some really great guests yeah we can't say who they are yet episode. and we have a really good guest at our live show tickets on sale now tickets on sale now december 12th you know you want to be there it's at 4 p.m at 21 soho bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.